0: USA is very keen that Russia should get embroiled in Ukraine. The way they got embroiled in Afghanistan, the way they got embroiled in Iraq, they want that Russia should get embroiled in that. Americans feel that these sanctions against Russia are one way of telling China how far they can go and how the sanctions can be placed against them also. One point which the world needs to take note of is that these sanctions have brought out the power that is vested in USA by the present banking systems. Is there a necessity for us to go in for an alternative international financial base other than the dollar. Namaskar, I am Kanu Rama. Thank I thank Sangam Talks for giving me an opportunity to put forward my views on the present imbroglio in Europe involving Ukraine and Russia and in fact the complete Europe and which is having a fallout on the economies of different countries around the globe. We know that Russian armies are today occupying various places in Ukraine since the last 20 days. Russia has gone into Ukraine in a big way but was it really unexpected? What are the conditions under which Russia had to send its armed forces into Ukraine? And what is the likely outcome of this particular state of war in Europe? We understand that more than 3 million refugees have had to flee Ukraine in the last 20 days. It's a major catastrophe. How is the world going to face this catastrophe? And what are going to be the outcome of this tense moments in European history? European history is undergoing a major contortion, major convolution, and the next 20 years will be a turning point in European history. Who is dictating this and how it is going to affect the rest of the world is something it is very essential for us in India to understand, especially as a growing geopolitical power. Three major personalities who are directly involved in this Ukraine-Russian affair. One is President Biden of USA, President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky, and the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We know the president of USA, Joe Biden. No one can say that Biden does not have sufficient experience in geopolitics. He has been the vice president of the United States of America for two full terms. Anyone would expect him to have a complete grasp of the geopolitical implications of the actions taken by United States of America and with him as the president. However, the withdrawal of the American forces from Afghanistan, in fact, many would call it a route. The way Americans had to pack up and leave Afghanistan and left behind a billion dollars worth of Heavy equipment and heavy armament systems and equipment has not crowned Biden and his administration with any glory. Uh, some say that he's among the weakest presidents of USA in the last century. As regarding Zelensky, he was a professional comedian earlier, very popular obviously highly patriotic, no one can uh, question his patriotism, looking at the way he is standing up to Russian forces today. But he definitely did not have and apparently does not have the same experience in handling geopolitical issues. And that has resulted in Ukraine facing the problems that it is today. Vladimir Putin has been in power for more than 20 years and by now the world knows that He's a cool calculated pragmatist, he has literally brought up Russia by its bootstraps. Russia was a highly demoralized country, broken economically in 1991 after the breakup of USSR. It goes to the credit of Vladimir Putin to have brought it up to a level where it is considered a major power in the world today. They are the three major leading personalities who who seem to have shaped the Ukraine affair. Of course it is far away from india the center of all action today is europe and ukraine in particular but the fallout the economic fallout the supply chain fallout especially for a world hard hit by the covid the last two years is enormous Let us analyze why this problem arose at all. For this we have to go back a little back in history to how the Europe shaped itself after 1945, the collapse of Germany. Western Europe predominantly with USA and UK leading the charge, they formed the north atlantic treaty organization basically as a bulwark against Stalin's armies, Stalin's communist armies marching into western Europe. As a consequence, USSR formed the Warsaw Pact to face off the NATO. These two forces of confrontation continued to exhibit aggression against each other till 1991 when USSR broke up and many of the satellite countries in USSR chose to become independent and Russia was left weakened and for all practical purposes, Warsaw Pact ceased to exist. Since 91 till 2012 peace, more or less peace has reigned in Europe which earlier had seen bloody wars centuries after centuries. This modicum of peace has been disturbed now in 2022. Here we need to understand the geographical implications which have led to this particular imbroglio. This is the map of Europe as you can see Russia has a very long border in Europe stretching from Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Belarus, Ukraine, Moldova, Romania, Bulgaria up to and to Azerbaijan it is a very long border and we need to remember that the Russians are very very chary of this long border especially after world wars one and two in world war one and two Russia lost nearly 25 million of the population and it is a living memory for them and it is always at the back of the mind. The security of Russia, the Russian state, is in the forefront in all their calculations and works. NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, is basically an organization which was meant to confront Russia. The United States was the major power which provided armaments, systems and even manpower, troops on the ground. Russia on its side has been very wary of NATO and its implication towards its security. When Clinton became the president, he started or commenced expansion of NATO in Europe. Russians protested very strongly against it. Gorbachev and Elston did protest, but Russia at that point of time was very weak and they really could not take up a strong stand and we find that many European countries, including Russian satellites of the earlier regime, joined NATO. Russia naturally felt threatened. It feels threatened even today by NATO and its approach to Russia. I am showing a map of the NATO countries in Europe which are ranged against Russia and the countries which have been added on after 1991. Was it really necessary for the United States of America to push NATO towards the frontiers of Russia? It's a very big question, where was the threat from Russia? After '91? Russia was just a shadow of its old powerful self and it was economically in a very precarious state, literally living off hand to mouth and was in no position to take any aggressive, make any aggressive moves against anyone. Under these conditions, President Clinton expanding NATO was definitely not a, a wise decision, many would say. Russian fears of its security being affected. Russia considers NATO as an existential threat to the Russian state and this particular feeling of insecurity in so far as NATO is concerned has been expressed more than once by all its leaders in Russia. They have been very sensitive, especially to Belarusia, Georgia and Ukraine becoming NATO allies. They have said so, in so many words, on more than one occasion. This was accepted in the Western circles also, the academic as well as the political circles. And when Ukraine requested for admission into NATO 10 years back, it was not admitted and the matter was kept pending situation got aggravated in 1919. Now let's touch upon Ukraine. Ukraine got its independence in 1991, since then it has had six presidents. From 2014 to 2019 it had Viktor who was pro-Soviet and peace reigned in Europe there was an understanding between Russia and Ukraine. Many positive steps were taken. In fact, in April 2010, Ukraine agreed to extend Russia the lease for the port at Sevastopol and was willing to extend it up to 2042. In exchange, Ukraine was to receive a reduction in the price of Russian natural gas. Ukrainian government further improved relations with Russia in June 2010 when it officially abandoned its goal of joining NATO. This was greatly appreciated by Russia. However, the European Union leaders were not very happy about the Ukraines leaning towards Russia. The situation got aggravated in 2017. In 2017, the Ukrainian parliament they adopted a legislation reinstating the membership of NATO as a strategic and security policy objective. In 2019 a corresponding amendment to the Ukraine's constitution also was entered and it came into force. So the Ukraine's approach toward NATO had changed after 2017. Things changed for the worse after Volodymyr Zelensky a comedian by profession, very popular and very patriotic, no doubt. But things did turn for the worse when he became the president of Ukraine. Zelensky did not obviously have the experience of geopolitics. And therefore, the influence of Russia in Europe, especially for his country, which borders Russia, Apparently the attraction to EU membership blinded him to the factual and geographical realities that exist today for Ukraine. In September 2020, President Zelensky approved Ukraine's new national security strategy which provides for the development of the distinctive partnership with NATO with the aim of becoming a full NATO member. Putin did come up on many forums and advised that this is not necessarily a wise step. Putin waited and waited for the USA to say no, Ukraine will not be taken into NATO. Even till now Till today, USA and the NATO have not come out openly to say that Ukraine will not become a part or a member or a full-fledged member of NATO. Obviously, Russians who had drawn a red line at Georgia and Ukraine becoming NATO members was completely upset. We have to understand that the NATO countries have missiles, weapon systems and ground troops all aimed at the heart of the Russian homeland. It is not a situation which is appreciated by any Russian. There was no way that Russia would accept Further steps taken by NATO to violates its integrity and security. The fact that USA did not at any time dissuade Ukraine from taking an aggressive posture only worsened the situation. You know, the Russian elite and even the broad public opinion have long been opposed to the expansion of NATO and the placement of American rockets in Poland, in Romania and arming Ukraine with the Western weaponry. In fact, the Ukraine operation by Russia follows decades of warning by Russia. Now the question is, Why, in spite of warnings spread over decades, even from Western think tanks, why did Joe Biden of USA and his cohorts like Boris Johnson of UK escalate the tensions in Europe? Biden and the EU cabal have led Volodymyr Zelensky, the President of Ukraine, up the garden path and what is worse they have dumped him unceremoniously having created a situation where russia was compelled to walk into ukraine to dissuade zelensky from joining the nato americans have said along with the new eu neighbors that they are not willing to render assistance to ukraine on the ground they are willing to provide arms and equipment to ukraine but no troops in other words joe biden of usa and the european union countries are firing the gun from the shoulders of ukraine the present condition situation is really too terrible to describe. Over a million, over 3 million Ukrainians have fled as refugees to EU. Now, some of these countries to whom they have fled, I am showing you this small map and certain figures, you will find Poland has got the maximum number of refugees. These figures are about uh, two weeks old and I assume that uh, figures have nearly doubled. That means Poland would have nearly four million refugees today. And what is the population of Poland? Poland has a population of four crores and today there there would be 40 lakh refugees from Ukraine there. How are they going to manage this country? How are they going to manage this? flood of refugees. Hungary which has a population of one crore has more than 500,000 refugees. Romania which has a population of two crores has again over 500,000 refugees. Slovakia, Czech Republic, they are all small countries with very small population and if the number of refugees are going to be over 10 to 15 percent, how will these countries absorb these refugees? Though according to the United Nations Charter, refugees are supposed to be in a country for up to three years. They are supposed to be provided with accommodation and work for the able and people, schools for the children, ensure excellent hygiene and sanitation. Now, a country like Poland, or Slovakia, are not really rich countries. How are they going to manage? Remember, in our own country, when we had the Bangladeshis who were nearly one crore, when they came to India, and we had a population of about 60-70 crores at that time, it was very, very difficult for us to manage. How are these countries, which were economically not well-off in Europe, how are they going to manage these? And what is worse? Most of them are women and children. As per the Ukraine law emergency has been declared and all males between the age of 18 and 60 have been told to stay back. So the refugees are predominantly women and children. We know the human rights issues. We know that trafficking in women, what will happen to these families who are without male support. Uh, These are uh, the tragedies which will come out. The effect on the children will be too too, uh, horrible to describe or even imagine. We have seen this happen in the case of Afghan refugees who came to Pakistan. Just to remind you, it does happen close by. And how the refugees could not go back for 20 years and the state of affairs. So this brings us to one more point. Refugees are to be handled, and how do we take care of them? The influx of refugees anywhere in the world is a major issue, major humanitarian concern. And Biden's activities have enormously increased the tragedy, an unwanted tragedy, in fact the entire sequence of Biden's statements and the propaganda war into which America has indulged in in the last six months post its evacuation from Afghanistan is among the most despicable activities ever indulged in human history. It is a fact that Ukraine problem is one created by the United States of America. Now what is the future for Ukraine? Four to five million refugees, women and children have already gone out of Ukraine. Bombardment and shelling has destroyed a lot of its infrastructure. Ukraine has five atomic power plants including chernobyl and the whole world is worried and wondering about the safety of these nuclear plants what if what if they get damaged in this fighting which is going on what if a shell lands up in one of these nuclear power plants what will happen? On one side United States has said that they were going to give about 13 million dollars for taking, for supporting Ukraine. A very beautiful way of saying things and putting things that USA will give 13 million dollars. It has recently been passed in the Senate and probably signed also by President Biden. But then please note out of this, nearly 3.5 to 4 million billion are meant to be given in arms, and that 4 billion is supposed to be given to support the ground forces which will be operating against Russia. So, what is left? 5 million, 5 billion for the refugees, and that to be to be spread over all the countries in Europe which are taking up the refugees. What does Ukraine get out of it? Except that they are being goaded to fight against Russia. Obviously United States is not interested in stopping this war at all. Ukraine and Russia have had four or five discussions and negotiations we have had interlocutors from Israel, from Turkey to ensure that the matter is settled peacefully. But clearly America is not interested that peace should come back to Ukraine. They would like that Ukraine should continue to fight against Russia and Russia to get bogged down in Ukraine and of course the major beneficiaries would be the American arms manufacturer who would get billions in the name of purchase of armaments. Germany says it will increase its defense spending to 2% of the GDP and clever countries like Poland have used this opportunity. They have offered that the MiG-17s and twenty twenty ones, which are a vintage, they would like to pass on to Ukraine. This would give them an opportunity to acquire the latest equipment. Uh, look at the geopolitical twists and turns. Every country in Europe is trying to take advantage of the misery of Ukraine. Poland is trying to take advantage of getting rid of its old vintage aircraft and acquiring new ones. All the European countries are looking forward to new weapon systems coming in from USA. And USA, the manufacturers are very, very happy. Who are the ultimate uh, sufferers? The Ukrainians. All that the Ukrainians have to say is that they will not become a part of NATO. Why are they not saying that? Because they are not being allowed to say that. They are being given false promises. Obviously Zelensky has not understood the plight to which He has placed the Europe the Ukrainians. The ultimate loss is of Ukraine, which will take at least two to three decades to recover from the destruction and the death which is being which it is facing today. Should Zelensky not be misled, the attempts by Europeans and the Americans to mislead Zelensky is obvious. The pity is that Zelensky is unable to make out how he has been made a fool of, and how his country has become the shoulder on which weapons are being fired at Russia, at no cost to them, in fact, all benefit to them. Sooner this war ends, the better it will be for Ukraine. Another major beneficiary, in the meantime, biden and the european union have imposed sanctions on russia there are many sanctions however one of the results of these sanctions the hiking of the petroleum crude prices today the price rules at 120 dollars a barrel far above the 60 or 70 where it should be and the reasonable 30 or 35 a major beneficiary again of this is the USA which has sufficient resources and is expecting to use additional its additional oil wells and fracking equipment there was a sudden move by USA to declare Qatar as a non-NATO ally, as a major non-NATO ally, obviously to ensure that this shortage of gas from Russia will be compensated by Qatar. And right now Germany is going to Qatar for the likely shortage which is bound to come. This being the summer, the requirement for Crude and natural gas has come down but once the winter approaches Europe will definitely be in need of both and Russia is a major source of crude and natural gas. Europeans are also aware of it. Another major beneficiary is China and a Z must be smiling or even laughing. You know, 20 years back when China increased the pressure on uh, Taiwan, Clinton had sent a complete fleet into the China Sea and China had to back down. Today China is far stronger, it has more than 300 ships as opposed to America, it's only a matter of time before China catches up with its aircraft carriers. The experience with Ukraine indicates, will the Americans really stand up for Taiwan? Will they stand up for Korea? Will they stand up for Japan? The way they have ruined Iraq, the way they have ruined Afghanistan and run away from there does not really increase the confidence in US moves. There is definitely a shift of power balance. US state does not wish to get involved anywhere on the ground, but still wishes to prop up regimes against his perceived enemies. Biden has taken his eyes off China, which is the major dominant country today in the world and is competing directly with the United States of America. Now, what are the lessons for India? So far, India has managed to stay neutral even under great pressure and we have managed to maintain good relations with USA as well as Russia. We have not fallen into the propaganda trap of the Americans and the Europeans. This is also a lesson of the necessity for geopolitical experience and foresight which leaders must have when they are in a situation when major decisions have to be taken at the strategic level. Luckily today, we have a person like Modi, backed by a majority of Indians for his policies, foreign policies. The need for strategic thinking and long-term resources augmentation has become a necessity. India is dependent upon crude and natural gas. More than 80% of its natural gas and crude are imported. This is a wake-up call for India to ensure that we have sufficient reserves and sufficient resources to acquire oil fields abroad if, if necessary, and ensure their transportation to our, to our refineries. India cannot be misled by, by empty ideologies or the so-called noble sentiments. Geopolitics does not work on sentiments and ideologies. The talk of democracies and freedom of speech and human rights which based on which USA has been carrying out its aggressions decade after decade is an indication that these words are hollow and power is what that counts. Unless India is a powerful country and is able to take care of its own interests, no one else is going to do that. The situation in Ukraine is an example of how leaders can be led up the garden path. We have had leaders in our own countries who are very idealistic, whether it be Mahatma Gandhi or Pandit Nehru or what, who missed out on strategic opportunities to make India a powerful country. In so far as India is concerned, China is of major concern. And that coupled with Pakistan is what we should be worried about. The ability of Indian Navy to dominate the Indian Ocean has to be the primary motive and objective of all our security doctrine. There is no need for India to get embroiled in in the present European war, which is of no consequence to us except economically. While we definitely feel sympathetic towards the refugees, Who are feeding Ukraine, fleeing Ukraine, we must understand that this is a created situation, a situation created by the United States of America and which is causing damage and destruction to a country like Ukraine and the Inability of the Ukraine leadership to assess who their real friends are and who the real supporters are, is the tragedy of the day. Tragedy of Ukraine and not allow ourselves to ever get into that trap of depending upon countries states or individuals who will not support us in the long run and when it is most necessary. A question that is often asked, can this situation get worse? Can there be a third world war? The world war is too terrible even to think of today in a, in a world where Atomic weapons are being possessed, no one, no sane individual will ever think of using a nuclear weapon. Of course, the psychological factors, propaganda are all a part of uh, geopolitics. So threats of nuclear options are a part of the game. but. I do not visualise nuclear options ever coming into play. Yes, USA is very keen that Russia should get embroiled in Ukraine. The way they got embroiled in Afghanistan, the way they got embroiled in Iraq. They want that Russia should get embroiled in that americans feel that these sanctions against russia are one way of telling china how far they can go and how the sanctions can be placed against them also mind you china is a country which uh, is the largest trading partner of more than 40 countries and sanctions against them are definitely going to be uh, a major issue for them. One point which the world needs to take note of is that these sanctions have brought out the power that is vested in USA by the present banking systems, by the present financial control and hold it has on the world's economy through IMF, through World Bank, And banking systems. The the control over media exercised all over by its major media companies like Google, WhatsApp, and a number of others, Wi Fi this is a, this these are sound, sounding warnings to all of us it is possible for usa to cut off all your and freeze your financial assets at any point of time is there a necessity for us to go in for an alternative international financial base other than the dollar. China has long been pressing for Yuan or Renmin to become a universal currency. If Russia, if USA continues to impose restrictions and sanctions, it is an indication to the rest of the world that they will have to provide for alternate sources of financial banking systems. India will also have to take, into, take this into account. We may have to go back to the old barter system between Russia and India, the way we used to do earlier. Maybe we have to come to some agreement and arrangements with China. So, we have to think of those items. Financial systems, internet, location of servers, and how far we should be dependent completely upon Western IT industry. We should be thankful to our earlier Prime Ministers, especially Indira Gandhi and Bajpai for making us a nuclear power state. Would Ukraine be in this situation if they had nuclear weapons? This is a question which many ask, especially since Ukraine had the third largest collection of nuclear weaponry along with Belarusia and it had voluntarily given up all this nuclear weapons on the understanding that its security will be guaranteed by the west and the east that is USA and Russia. Now they have seen that no one has come forward to help them out in times of security needs So will this mean that other countries have to reconsider their nuclear options? Iran, which is under sanctions, would be thinking the same. And the world will be a different place if a country like Iran or Saudi Arabia or Libya or Congo has a nuclear option tomorrow. Definitely, we are going to be in a very dangerous place.